0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's App, a space for Asian-American progressive voices in California. This week, we have a special episode for Lunar New Year's. Uh, My name is Albert Kutcherpoom, and joining us today is everyone, which includes the co-host and the producer. So um, without further ado, let's give everyone a warm welcome.
1: Hi, Rex here. Queer Asian-American male living in uh, Bay Area, California.
2: This is Ji Young Park, also known as Carolyn Park. I am in Los Angeles, which is Tongva, Chumash, Keys, indigenous lands. And I am Korean-American.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, Here's a voice that you may not have heard before. Jackie Ho, producer.
3: Hi, all. I'm Jackie. Uh, I guess I got roped into producer. Cut that out. Anyway. <laughs> no, I <really> like <laughs> it, yeah. I like it, I like it, I like it.
1: Keep, keep it in, even the cut it out part.
3: <laughs> ha ha ha. Anyways, um, I guess I'm technically Chinese American, but my parents are from Taiwan. So depending how you feel, could be Taiwanese American. And I have nothing more to say. What's up?
0: <laughs> awesome well i think we all have something to say about lunar near um how do you greet each other in your language but that is the cantonese
1: version and it, it does not actually mean happy new year okay. what does it mean well i don't actually speak cantonese but we have like being Viet, we have a very similar way of saying a lot of the same phrases. The Vietnamese version is cung bài, which I don't recall what cung means because it's a older form of um, Vietnamese that is more related to Chinese rather than Vietnamese itself. But phạc bài means to like gain wealth. And I think cung might be something along the lines of getting prosperity.
3: Yeah, that's what I learned it was something like something about may you have a lot of, may you be prosperous, may you have prosperity for Chinese, Mandarin Chinese.
2: So Koreans say, I don't know why everything in Korean is so long, but for New Year's, you're supposed to um, wish your elders a happy New Year by bowing to them. And also saying happy new year in Korean, which is 복 Bok 받으세요. which is saying I, I hope that you have many blessings in the new year. Nice. So Good fortune. Good fortune.
0: Oh, that's very similar to I think the other translations that Jackie and Rex have mentioned. So that yeah. is the welcome. So uh,
1: well, we do actually also have how to actually say happy new year as a greeting and not as a blessing which is uh, in Vietnamese which is straight up just
0: happy new year. <laughs>
3: <Gotcha>. <laughs> same, same. We also have a yeah.
2: as you said. Happy new year. Yeah.
0: Korean equivalent or no?
2: I think no. There's like it's <laughs> just, <laughs> and then the informal
0: is and then the informal is uh pada so is it used the same for um lunar new year and western new year or is it different in korean
2: i think people do say it for the western new year as well i think it has like less significance depending Mm -hmm. on how americanized your your particular family
0: is i see yeah like my
1: uh, I know Viet folks also you say for uh, Western New Year but it's kind of rare and it doesn't have as much cultural significance when we say that we literally just mean it and there's no like uh, blessings associated with it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I see Uh, Jackie have you noticed anything similar or
3: no we just I mean if so let's say it hits 2021, and then we just say the same thing, 新年快乐, is like, Happy New Year. But I guess technically for us, Chinese New Year is also called 春节, which is this spring festival, I guess, or spring oh, yeah. Holiday. But I don't recall people saying 春节快乐. I mean, maybe they do that elsewhere, but in my family, we, haven't, we don't say it like that.
1: There's a whole song that's associated with the spring coming in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, around uh, the Bay Area, where there's a huge Vietnamese population, so people also know uh, Lunar New Year by its Vietnamese name, which is Thut. The thing about Thut is we also have multiple Thut, but only this one is the one that's actually celebrating a new year. The other ones are more festivals. This one's the spring. Uh, to welcome the spring and we also have a mid-autumn festival that's also a but but yeah
0: awesome awesome yeah so just to uh backtrack a little bit um my my culture is high therefore um we actually don't celebrate lunar new year uh we have uh um, Very similar to other Southeast Asian countries. uh, Kind of like a spring new year as well. Um, We call it Songkran. Um, And that's in April. Um, It's, yeah, essentially the Thai new year. And we also have a different year system. So it's like 2,557 or something right now in the Thai uh, solar new year. So um, in your face... AD, Ado, Domino, whatever. We've already passed 2000 a long time ago. <laughs> Wait, so you don't use lunar? Uh, we solar don't use lunar. Time. We also use solar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, see, see. But our solar, because we're in the southeast, um, starts a little bit different. Okay. Yeah.
2: So does that mean you're like way older than you, than you are? Ever- <laughs> In our regular Gregorian years.
0: Ouch. (laughs) Let's not get into that subject of age because that's very uh, touchy. (laughs) Um, First question is, how does your family observe the holiday and or festival? All right. I guess I'll go first. Before COVID,
3: I guess. Before pandemic. Woohoo. I have a lot of family in the Bay Area. We're all clustered together, kind of except for a couple in different states. But everyone who's here, we would all meet up at one person's house, one of my aunts or uncles. And usually it's my uncle because he's got the the really long table that can seat a ton of people around it and put a lot of food on it. So mm-hmm. everyone would bring like one or two dishes and the host family would make a couple more. And then there'd also be like these stereotypical Chinese candies on the table and chocolates and stuff. And everyone would just go over and just hang out and eat food and then after a while you know when the going gets good it's like oh oh boy time for the red envelopes and then all the kids will like line up behind like or in front of certain aunts or uncles and then start reciting those four-worded idioms to them of like oh happy new year peace and prosperity may you be rich blah blah blah, and stuff like that and then aunt and uncles would be like oh thank you thank you thank you may your school year be very good and may you stay healthy and stuff like that and you get red envelopes and just go around doing that for the rest of the night until you're done and you go back to eating that was my <laughs> my celebration
2: um my family's is pretty similar you know what We actually would do it on the American New Year for some reason, even though my grandmother, well, RIP, she passed away the year before last, but even at, and she passed away at actually 99 years of age. Um, and up until her death, she actually celebrated her birthdays according to the Lunar New Year, um, and she was really the matriarch of my mother's side of the family but somehow we ended up uh celebrating according to the Gregorian calendar so which is you know what Americans use and so what we would do is we would meet also meet up at somebody's house some relatives house and the traditional meal for new years um, for Koreans, is what's known as what's called dakguk. It's a rice cake soup, um, and they're o- they're different shapes of rice cakes. But the Korean one is oval shaped for for New Year's, and that symbolizes coins, um, which symbolizes prosperity. So if you have noodles it's considered bad luck because it basically means that prosperity will slip away from you (laughs) (laughs) and so uh yeah we have rice cake soup and we do um which is the custom of bowing to your elders and wishing them a happy new year and when i was younger we used to dress up that was like an excuse to dress up in our hanbok which is the korean traditional dress in like bright colors and then what else we also played a game called yutnori which is like a board game not necessarily on a board board we would draw it and it goes in a square (laughs) And they have like little pieces that you move for each team. And then there are four sticks with like different symbols on them. And you throw them in the air and they land a certain way. And that how they land determines how many spaces you go forward or you can go backwards. It's actually really fun. And it was actually one of the few activity activities that I could do with my family other than eat so eating was like one of one of like the only things that I had in common with my extended family and even my, my my nuclear family. And then and then yeah, playing this game was like the other like the only like like even when we were eating, it would be like the kids the kids section and then the adult section. And then the youtnoty the this game was like the only time that we all interacted together doing something fun. Um so actually that was like that was like one of my fondest memories of like of family activities and customs. Um yeah.
1: Well, it is my favorite holiday <laughs> and like <laughs> by the previous like Ji-young and Jackie has says before, like the way my family celebrates it's really similar. We would line up uh in front of the elders as kids the kids would line up in front of the elders and we would bow but our bow for elders is a bit different in where we actually fold our arms in front of us and then we wish them uh, long life prosperity health i like to change it up and make mine like over the top and ridiculous like Rich wish them wealth and immortality, <laughs> and uh, in turn they'll wish us like go good schooling and oh, you know the t- typical stuff you would wish to uh, kids in Asian fa- households. And afterwards, yeah, a lot of us would um, the there there is a generational divide that the kids would eat at their own separate tables and the adults at their own separate tables but as I've gotten older and also I'm in uh uh, American organizing circles it we I do get to see like different styles of celebrating the new year that I didn't celebrate or didn't notice being celebrated as a kid like, for example, we do have games and it involves money. <laughs> a lot of gambling happens with the New Year's money.
2: <laughs> you know what? We did, we did gamble when we were playing Udnuri, you know, too.
1: Oh, yes. There's normal card games, which Viet's love is uh, Ding Lun or 13 in English. That's a common card game. But that's not specifically a new year's game. The most well known would be uh, a I think I, I don't know the exact name, so there's a bunch of pi- there's pictures there's a map with uh several animals laid out, and you have dice corresponding to those animals and the the house would roll the dice and you would bet on what animal it would land on you would bet money and that's and it 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 sounds really simple but when you're like with a group of folks it just is really fun just don't gamble all your money away <laughs> <laughs> and money the least the least say, is one of the most well-known aspects of lunar new year and it's probably one of the reasons my why it's my favorite holiday because i was once a greedy ass little kid <laughs> and after you bless your elders they uh give you money and yeah. nowadays we don't do any more of the lining up we just i can drive around and just like <laughs> go directly to my uncle's house and just uh bow and do the blessings there and he just gives it to me no need for a, a huge gathering especially during wow. uh COVID times.
2: So I forgot to say that when the younger people bow to their elders to wish them a happy new year, the younger people do get envelopes with money, but they're not red envelopes. They're just like regular envelopes. Um, And so I remember as a kid, just like loving the holiday season, because not only did I have Christmas, but then New Year's was like a week later, and then you get more money, and uh, that was just like the greatest thing. Yeah.
1: My extended family and I never really switched over to the uh, the Western Gregorian calendar, so how I see like Christmas versus Lunar New Year is
0: always like, as a younger kid, it was always in opposition. Wait, so you got which? Ji-young, Young, you got envelopes on the Gregorian New Year?
2: Yeah, somehow we ended up celebrating New Year on the Gregorian calendar.
0: Interesting, interesting. But then you said your grandma was celebrating still on Lunar, right?
2: Yeah, so she, like I said, up until her death, she um, she counted her age by the new Lunar New Year and celebrated her birthday on the loop by the lunar calendar. So
0: it, technically she could have been over a hundred if you counted over the Gregorian one then, right? No.
2: I don't think so. I think there's still one for one years. Like the timing shifts. Yeah, the months are different. Yeah. Overall it's pretty similar.
1: Well for us it's yeah. one year earlier, I think, for Vietz, because apparently it starts in conception if you're using the lunar calendar
3: oh, oh my gosh Koreans rather than that birth too. yeah right, but I meant like too. the period of a year like you know Gregorian's like 365 lunar's like not quite the same but I think it's very close yeah the
2: time period but but
1: Koreans
0: I
2: mean, do that too where you're like where you're already a year old when yeah. you're born
1: gotcha <laughs> yeah I see I see yeah but, and that's how we traditionally do it I don't think that's how it is on paper anymore
3: <laughs> when you guys brought up games it totally reminded me that sometimes they would play mahjong but i was too young to get involved because i'm the youngest so sometimes my older cousins or the adults would play mahjong and we could just watch from the side or something
2: <laughs> yeah rex rex i think we have to cut out that part where you talk about the vietnamese game because somebody's gonna turn it into a 500 hundred dollar game
0: <laughs> That's <true. laughs> <laughs> well. <Wow>. Anyways, <laughs> my question actually unrelated to is: this, <laughs> what are your thoughts on calling it? Are what are your thoughts when you hear people call it Chinese New Year? And um, feel free to talk a little bit about that. That does get into the politics a little bit. I mean, we don't really
1: call. Which? Where is Gregory from? the guy who made the calendar we all follow. Like Italy, we don't really call regular New Year, well, solar Western New Year the Italian New Year or something. I, I don't know. Like, it's, there's the fact that Vietnam, with Vietnamese folks, there's this sort of nationalism when it comes to the fact we're kind of uncomfortable That we've been colonized for a thousand years and a lot of uh, our traditions and parts of our language do come from our colonizer. And by not calling it Chinese New Year, it's a way to reclaim and take away that shared tradition that we do celebrate at the same time, but also to
0: make it our own. Right. Just to back up for a second, so you're telling you're telling me that the Lunar New Year was uh, a remnant of the Chinese colonization. Is that true? Is that correct? It
1: it well, we were colonized for a thousand years, and the nations that do celebrate Lunar New Year is China and those who have been colonized by.
0: Uh, the Chinese. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's interesting too why Thai people don't celebrate it then because. Yeah. Like,
1: geographically, we're in Southeast Asia and we've had contacts with uh, a lot of the Southeast Asian nations there. But mm-hmm. if you look at Vietnamese architecture and uh, cultural style, clothing, cultural styles through. Before uh, Westernization, mm-hmm. it was not Southeast Asian. It was not very Indian and Hindu influence. It was more like the rest of East Asia with the flared roofs and imperial style uh,
0: Chinese rule and imperialism. So, um, yeah. So, so to your point, yeah, I, I agree that we shouldn't really call it Chinese New Year. Um, but that's that's coming from an outsider perspective. So. <laughs>
2: I mean, Koreans are hella nationalistic um, because Korea has been colonized and attacked by so many different countries throughout history. Like the fact that this small country and this group of peoples has been able to maintain its own culture is pretty remarkable. And so, while I think Koreans do acknowledge that a lot of Korean culture comes from Chinese culture, uh, they don't just say, I mean, Korean, Korean culture is very distinct from Chinese culture as well. So, koreans definitely don't call it chinese new year um it's just it has its own name that's a korean name that's um and uh yeah i don't think that korean like koreans don't think of it as a chinese holiday for sure
1: yeah I don't think anyone really thinks of it as a Chinese holiday. Even the Chinese, like that's a thing we don't call that it Chinese New Year. <laughs> yeah, we just call it New Year. <laughs> <laughs> when it's brought westward, it's just
0: white people can't tell the difference. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, I, I I do agree that um, for both Jiang's point and Rex's point about the. Um, culture being repeatedly assaulted (laughs) i mean in korea's case to the point where you know they basically split the country into two (laughs) uh in a
2: proxy war between the soviet union and the u.s
0: yeah which almost happened in vietnam i mean to be honest Yep. (laughs) i mean there's well with us the soviet won that proxy war so (laughs) yeah exactly
1: um and, and uh, the people, the refugees that got here has never let it go. Which I'm part of that wave. So right, right, yeah. So
0: does I mean-
2: anybody actually know why it's called Lunar New Year? Like, what does Lunar New Year mean?
3: Well, I mean, doesn't it follow the lunar calendar? Like, whenever it's the new year on the lunar calendar,
2: it's the Lunar New Year. Right? But what is the lunar calendar? What does that mean?
1: i think the months correspond like in a lunar calendar it more accurately uh corresponds with the moon like a month is actually a month and not whereas when, you, when you're using the western solar calendar like the Chi, like the chinese calendar and the, all the calendars what we used back then w- was still like a solar calendar in that each year was the time the earth went around the sun, but with a lunar calendar, it's still that, but the months are more accurate to the phases of the moon or not phases, of Moon, but like when the moon goes around the earth. So that's why it's called a lunar lunar calendar because it follows a lunar cycle. But in the West, the months are forced to be evenly divided and, Put into a 12-month year cycle.
0: Right. Uh, according to Wikipedia, in fact, <laughs> Lunar New Year's are Lunar Solar New Year's. <laughs> or yeah. lunar Solar Calendars, uh, which, which just means, like to Rex's point, um, or to, to what Rex is saying, it, it seems like um, it, these are more accurate representations according to the, the moon. Rather than just like the number of days in a quote, quote unquote year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that, that's a great question. I, I, think, I mean, you asked that. If you call it a month, <laughs>
1: why, why is it not related to the moon?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy too, because if you think about all the weird stuff that happens with a Gregorian calendar, like, uh, was that the loop, leap years leap, yeah leap years <laughs> february has 28 days it's just like
1: yeah it's kind of ridiculous because they're just like the stars are not the stars in the sky and the celestial bodies are not going to move because you need to make a perfect calendar <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways all right let's keep going what do you think about the ideas of like lunar versus solar Are right, they contradictory um this is related to what we were just talking about so um like and i mean the other aspect too that we didn't touch upon was the idea of like linear time versus cyclical time the the meme or the saying that time is a social construct (laughs) yeah but i haven't studied enough about time to
1: i I only know that like in buddhist teachings it's cyclic. time is cyclical Mm -hmm. so whereas in western uh idea of time is that it's linear it goes from there's always a constant progress towards something. Right.
0: Well, there's a beginning
1: and there's an end. Yeah. There's a beginning. There's an end of time because of, I don't know, Christianity, there's an apocalypse eventually.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, and that's different than like, um, a cyclical view where like in Buddhist teachings, like Rex is mentioning where, um, things like repeat on a cycle. Um, so, um, and there is no end or beginning. Everything just exists on the same plane um, until you reach Nirvana. Well, until actually we all reach Nirvana, but that's a different take. <laughs> uh, even Mayan calendars were cyclical in nature, too, to plug that
1: in. So that whole world ending in 2012 was because
0: white they people ran out, just space, yeah, they <laughs> ran out of space, too? Yeah, they ran out of space. Yep. Um, But yeah, any other thoughts about cyclical versus linear time?
2: Um, I think all calendars before we had the Gregorian calendar, and even to some extent the Gregorian calendar, it's about celebrating certain days according to um, the agricultural cycles. So so Lunar New Year is, I'm just reading actually on Wikipedia that it's the the second moon after winter solstice or something like that. Um, and I don't know what the significance of that is in the agricultural um, cycle, but the Koreans also um, traditionally um, have a big holiday for the Korean harvest. Um, it's like their, the Korean Thanksgiving in the fall. So I think you know, most cultures celebrate um, have like holidays around um harvest and planting and you know event big events like that in around agriculture,
1: yeah, that's why I think that's also why we have uh, two thuts, even though we only have one new year. they're both called thut, one in the spring and one in the fall. Mm-hmm.
3: but yeah i've heard that part about agriculture too where they use the lunar calendar, or like a certain month or whichever in it is when you start planting and then when you start harvesting and stuff whereas in the solar or the gregorian i would say there i guess you just say oh you start planting in spring or whatever like after the, f- the last frost but it doesn't have a specific date i would say it's just when it's spring when that frost ends whereas on the lunar you can follow a cycle of the moon or when this moon comes up when this month comes up you can start planting mm. if i recall correctly
0: <laughs> i mean that makes more sense too i mean it's like the the lunar new year um or the lunar calendar is more in line with like the seasons and um, yeah I would say definitely the the harvest I mean that's why they they call it a harvest moon right and that's usually when (laughs) the season um, for harvesting happens and it's kind of like the end of that period but yeah Um, yeah I seriously don't know where the heck the Gregorian calendar uh, like puts in farming (laughs) I think it's the church's need to
1: like dominate <laughs> dom- yeah dominate uh, I don't recall much of European history it's just like a lot of a blur to me but originally they wanted to like just simplify everything and get basically there were a lot of like harvest focus calendars in Europe uh, back then too but they wanted to simplify it all into this focus on Jesus' (laughs) Gregorian calendar where it just ignores everything in favor of a solar cycle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So on on that note, or or going further uh, in our... Um, delve into Lunar New Year stuff. Um, Have you noticed any changes in the importance of Lunar New Year for Asian Americans in the U.S.? Or... um has it more or less stayed the same since growing up? Like is there, has there been res representation in media, uh, how your friends talked about it? I mean, personally growing up in the Bay area with a high population of Asian people, um, we had a lot of people not Asian, like celebrate the, um, lunar like New Year festival in San Francisco doing like lion dancing and things like that. It was a pretty big thing. Um, but that, that's, yeah, something that I've seen, but other people?
3: I don't think the importance has changed. I think it's always been very important. It's like pretty much the biggest holiday for us. But I do think that the impact or the effect has changed, I guess. Like for me, I'm, I was also born and raised in a Bay Area. We have a lot more Asian population here. I guess, but so like a lot of people celebrate it, like my neighbors, whatever, friends, family, a lot of people in school. But as the years have gone by, I think more local places, like as opposed to just within immediate families, I say there are more events out and about that celebrate it or at least acknowledge that it is occurring.
2: Yeah, so in my family... I would also say that New Year's was the most important holiday um, for the family as a whole, probably for kids. Maybe Christmas was more exciting um, just because of all the hype at school and with friends and stuff. But um but yeah for for the entire family as a whole, I would say New Year's was the most important holiday i hmm i it's i I don't think I see a whole ton of it in popular culture, but i think I think it's it's popularity and um celebrations of it will increase as people kind of get more in touch with their cultures or just learn to celebrate their cultures more um and i'm definitely here for that
1: on my part i think it's a very uh community oriented tradition in which like uh an ethnic enclave like say Vietnamese or Chinese would gather, do lion dances in a huge plaza, and also like set off firecrackers. And growing up in the Bay Area, I I did go to like a suburban uh school where it's like a lot of Asians and white folks, but also somewhat diverse as well. The white folks do kinda like wanna know how to say hai Fa Choi, but on a whole it's a more condescension. But being Viet or, and living in, like, Fremont, uh, the nearest large Viet community would be San Jose. And every Sunday or Chinese, or, I'm sorry, or Lunar New Year, my family would make a pilgrimage out to San Jose, no matter how ridiculously crowded it gets and you can never find parking, they would go to, like, The local plaza which is grand century where everyone sets off firecrackers and have lion dances and basically it's a market (laughs) and uh there are like a a huge a huge there is a significant latino population here in san jose as well and they also like join in the festivities of like just setting off firecrackers and basically everyone having a good time as for like in terms of like popular culture, I think Lunar New Year is actually getting more noticed and more commodified in that I've seen it show up as like special events in popular role playing games on the computer. There's that aspect. And since China has taken a bigger role on the world stage, it is getting noticed more. There's also the fact that I've heard well no, i've I've just heard that in China, they celebrate it more like a Western New Year where there's no more lion dances, and that tradition is actually being kept alive by like Chinese and Vietnamese Americans here.
0: That's very interesting because um, I, w- I just want to speak to a couple things from my experience in India where um, that that culture the Indian culture has a lot of different religions like Christ- Christians Muslims and Hindu and um, everyone it doesn't matter what religion you fall in. Uh, everyone just joins and participates in um, each other's holidays, which I think is a great um, way to get paid time off. <laughs> I mean, literally, that country had like um, two holidays every month. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the sad thing is that the commodification of these cultural events into um, more like streamlined um, things that you would find in games or whatever is like, I think it's the double-edged sword of um, people embracing it for the wrong reasons I think (laughs) (laughs) representation (laughs) Um, yeah so it's like yeah uh, that's the only thing I would say but again I don't celebrate this so I can't I can't speak Um, I I do want to say that um, hearing about it um in the way that you described both G Young, Rex, and Jackie. I um, it does make me want to participate, but not for the money aspect of the red envelope, but more for the sense of uh, preserving each individual Asian country's, like, unique celebration of this, um, I think, important, um, lasting, um, like, I would say anti-colonial uh, event because it's something that um represents um different things for different people in those countries but um anyone want to chime in on that
2: you know when i was a kid i really didn't know what the significance was i was just like oh i'm wishing you know i'm wishing my elders happy new year and I get money. Like that's all, that was the extent of like my understanding of, of, of the tradition. But, you know, as, um, you know, as an adult, um, like I really appreciate that my family practiced that tradition, um, and still does practice that tradition. um, So that we, you know, we have our we have our own culture and we preserve that culture because when I was younger, like I, I wasn't necessarily proud of of my culture. Um, like I'm older than you guys and I, you know, I grew up in a time where there weren't as many Asians in L.A. as there are now. And I I think I, I don't know if I wanted to be white, but I was definitely trying to fit in as a kid. Um, and yeah, now I just really appreciate um, like having practiced my, those traditions, customs and um, appreciate still practicing those things.
1: I remember actually wanting to be white growing up mostly because uh, of consuming a lot of Western media and you have this ideal, ideal, idyllic idea of what the family is like. And my family definitely didn't fit into that sitcom family life style, not to mention we were kind of dysfunctional and not ideal. So I do remember being white, but the Lunar New Year is what is one of the, many things that did keep me grounded in my culture growing up. And I'm also like really grateful for that.
3: But for me, I never felt like I needed to be white, maybe because I never really saw white people in my school. Uh, kind of weird, actually, now that I think about it. Must have had them. Where'd they go? don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's good to have participated in it. I mean, there's no way I could not have participated in it, what was You know, my parents both being Chinese and it being so important and so much of my family being here. Uh, But yeah, I guess I'm glad to know these traditions, to be able to keep doing them, albeit possibly differently, given that I am, what, second gen or something, But I won't be celebrating it quite as extravagantly as my family would normally be, I think, in the future. I think it it's helpful it helps me connect with other people who celebrate this holiday even if they do it differently it's like something you can bond over and be like oh yeah we do this too you know and like this part's my favorite or I really like this food or whatever so it's a good thing I'd say
0: yeah. So, I mean, on that note, um, uh, we're, we're kind of winding down um, in terms of time to um, look into the future of uh, Lunar New Year and how you want to celebrate it going forward with your friends and family. Um, how how does that look for you in, um, you know, post-COVID times, COVID times and beyond? That's a question for everyone, not just Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay,
3: so uh, pre-COVID, I already spilled the whole Shazam. But um, during COVID, I, was there one? No, that was when it started, when it hit.
1: Yeah, lot, I think came after.
3: Yeah, so uh, I think we we still celebrated it in the home, man. But for this one, which is coming up, I don't believe everyone's gonna be gathering for it. At most, maybe like. Some phone calls, maybe some video calls. You now we'll probably have some special foods at home, but definitely no giant gathering
1: as before. Yeah, I feel like that is super sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my organization, v- Unity, is actually like passing out a New Year treat. It's a rice cake called Mante for folks in uh, our organization. But I generally don't like the taste of... <laughs> most New Year's food, and I prefer to be able to, like, I don't know, observe the festivities. So, yeah, it's kind of sad that likely, we won't likely be having any sort of, like, large New Year gathering Mm -hmm. this year.
2: What are these Vietnamese foods that you don't like?
1: They're very similar in that they're just uh, rice cakes uh, called bantec, and they don't taste good, in my opinion. People love them. It's just for personal taste. I don't like them very much, but I'm willing to like go out and deliver them to uh, my various friends for the sake of the celebration. But in terms of consuming them myself, and not into it so much.
2: You know what Koreans actually also um, eat rice cakes, and there's an a particular kind of rice cake that's like round, and yeah. In the middle, there's sesame stuffing tea.
1: yep ours is wrapped in a banana leaf
2: oh, what a trip and um that was like my grandma's favorite uh new year's like treat um so that's interesting like the similarities between the the cultures
1: the joy of eating the same stuff is like great too, but it's personal preference I do like seeing people eat it it's part of the tradition and sometimes i do have a slice of it myself
2: i i wouldn't say though that um my family practiced these things to be (laughs) anti-colonial
1: unintentionally anti-colonial i think just choosing to preserve your culture is unintentionally
0: colonial <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say like but by, by embracing the culture that you were born in I think that inherently is and I mean it's not just it's not just holidays it's the food it's you know everything and so I mean that shift yeah. that Rex was talking about going from wanting to be quote-unquote white to um, just recognizing um, your own culture and his own culture uh, I think that's Kind of um, wealth, well worth um, preserving and saving.
1: If the goal of colonial culture is to like colonize and eliminate your culture, even if, even by celebrating some aspect of your culture and not thinking that it's anti colonial on your conscious brain, it's still an anti colonial act, just stopping the erasure.
2: 100%. Which is why I'm so glad that my mom continued to speak Korean to me Mm. because I, you know, when I went to grade school, the, I guess the teachers or administrators or whatever, they, they told my parents to use English in, in the household. And so when I, when I first went to preschool, I only spoke Korean And then I slowly learned English. And then in grade school, I was very much bilingual, but I slowly began to use English more because of what my teachers told my parents. (laughs) So I would speak English to my mom and my mom would speak Korean to me. But I wish that I was forced to speak Korean in the household. And that in itself is a form of resistance. Um, And my mom was definitely not thinking of it that way, but it definitely was resistance um, regardless.
0: Yeah, I'm glad she did. I mean, the same thing with my family. Um, I speak only Thai to my mom. I don't speak English. It, it actually makes me feel weird and uncomfortable speaking English to my family members. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would say your administrator, Ji Young, was like, that's an act of colonialism right there.
2: <laughs> For sure. It's like it's like this really simplistic view of language where they think that kids can't speak more than one language at a time. And it's like, that's like very uniquely American because in other countries, um, people speak, I would say like most people speak more than one language, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yep. I mean, it's it's a form of kind of like homogeneity, which is um, like... I think dangerous, but that's a different episode. Okay, um, so I think that's that's a good place to stop in terms of uh, taking Lunar New Year as a form of resistance.
2: Okay, so we we want to wish all our listeners a happy Lunar New Year. And
1: also wish you all a happy and safe New Year, free of COVID.
0: Well, thanks, everyone. So, yeah, I I think I learned a lot about Lunar New Year. So um, I appreciate everyone taking the time out. And especially Jackie, who usually never comes on to uh, step in and um, share with us her experience. Uh, Next time, join us when we talk about something else. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Very cool. (laughs)
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of WhatsApp. Remember to like, subscribe, or follow. Be sure to leave a comment because we always look forward to feedback and enjoy hearing what our listeners
3: have to say.